Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, April the 20th, 2023, and um, we are in John chapter 17 today, <clears throat> this uh, really powerful portion of the Gospel of John that records uh, many of the words of Jesus and uh, really the night before uh, his crucifixion. So today we uh, are John 17, which is <clears throat> this amazing prayer of Jesus, sometimes called the high priestly prayer, as he prays for uh, his believers, uh, for his disciples, and in fact, all of, all believers. So this includes us. So yeah. Well, welcome everybody. Welcome uh, to the Thursday edition of the podcast. We've been in the Gospel of John all week. Uh, and so over the weekend, to continue uh, with the plan to stay on track, be sure to Pick up John 18 on your own. So sometime between now and Monday, uh, John 18. And uh, just peeking at next week's list, it looks like a little bit of a sampling of um, Matthew, Mar all the Gospels. A couple of days in Matthew, uh, a day in Mark and Luke, and then finishing up the week in John. So next week, we'll be kind of all over um, the four Gospels. But this week was just in the Gospel of John. And so uh, to stay, I guess, again, to stay on track, uh, with our reading plan to read through the New Testament in a year, you'll want to read John chapter 18 on your own. <clears throat> Today we are in John 17. Welcome, everybody. So glad you guys made time to uh, be together. Uh, let's see what the Lord has to say to us today. We read, we pray, we change the world. John 17. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed. So he's praying. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. Hmm. Glorify your Son, so the Father will be glorified in the glorification of Jesus. If Jesus is glorified, the Father will be glorified. Um, <clears throat> for you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. So the Father has given the Son authority um, to give eternal life. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So that is the key to eternal life, the key to everlasting life, eternal life, abundant life, uh, life that is full here and continues uh, in fullness all the way through and throughout eternity rest on knowing God, the Father, and His only, uh, and Jesus Christ, whom He sent. 
verse 4. I have brought you glory on the earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. So that was the work of Jesus in bringing glory to the Father was to uh, accomplish the purpose for which he was sent. <clears throat> so he finished the work. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Um, he's going to basically re, um, re, uh, reinstate, not reinstating because he never really didn't have it, but um, experiencing once again the glory that he had before he uh, became a man. Verse 6, I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. So he's praying for the disciples. He's saying that, you know, basically, I showed them who you were. I revealed you who you were, God, Father, <laughs> to them. That's what Jesus does. Jesus reveals the, the nature and the heart of Father. The purpose for Jesus coming is in part to show us what God is like. Because he is the he is the exact representation of God. He is begotten of the Father. He's of the same stuff as the Father. So Jesus comes to this earth to show us what God is like up close and personal. This is what God is like. This is what God uh, values because Jesus was God. And so Jesus is saying, I uh, showed them, I revealed you, Father, to them. I showed them what you were like. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. So everything Jesus, all the words that Jesus gave us came from the Father. They're, they're one and the same. Jesus only spoke what was consistent with the will and the purpose and plans of the Father and the heart of the Father. And so he gave us the words of the Father. And uh, the, uh, <clears throat> the, by definition, a disciple then is one who has accepted the words of Jesus. <coughs> I'm sorry, excuse me. They accepted them. They didn't just hear the words, but they accepted the words uh, as they are, which is from God. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. So Jesus is praying for his people, and he's saying, you know, the, the, the children of God, his disciples, they're yours. They're the Father's. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine. And glory has come to me through them. Hmm. Glory has come to me through them. The, the, uh, <clears throat> the evidence, the, the further, um, further glorification of Jesus came through the, through the fact that people responded and became his followers. Um, his, he, they became, in a sense, his image bearers and gave praise and glory back to him. So he received glory because of the disciples that he made. 
And we do the same thing today, right? We bring glory to Jesus. We make much of Jesus. Um, we live our lives to the glory of Jesus, to the glory of God. <clears throat> and so glory has come to me, Jesus says, through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they, the disciples, are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them. Man, did you know that? Did you know God's, uh, Jesus prays for your protection? Look at that. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name. <clears throat> by the power of your name. It's sort of like, uh, when, when the Bible says by the power of your name, it's really everything, the name represents all that is God. So uh, to be protected by the, by the name is to be protected by God. All, all of his, all, all that is God is represented by the name. And so protect them by your name, by who you are, by your authority, by your power, <clears throat> by all your divine attributes and abilities. Protect them. Why? So that they may be one as we are one. So Jesus is praying that the disciples, that we as his, that Christ, as, his, as followers, we would be one. We would be unified. That we wouldn't be scattered and divided. That we would be, um, we would be, have a unity of spirit and purpose as children of God, as sons and daughters, as siblings <laughs> in God's family. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by that name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Talking about Judas. <clears throat> I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. Jesus, over and over throughout the Gospel of John, desires that we have a, the full measure of joy within us. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them. For they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. Important biblical uh, concept there, that we are not of the world. That we are in the world, but we are not of the world, right? That we live in the same world as everyone else. We, uh, we are human beings. We have the same temptations. We have the same struggles. We have the, the same obligations and requirements in, uh, in this life, the same pressures, uh, the same opportunities. Uh, but while we are in this world, we are not of this world. So what does that mean? That we are sons and daughters of God. We are aliens and strangers here. <clears throat> this is not our final home. This is not where our ultimate residence um, resides. You remember the story of Jesus, uh, the birth of Jesus, where they had to travel back to Nazareth because Joseph was registered. That's kind of where he was from. So he had to go to Nazareth as a sort of a uh, going back to the place of birth. You know, and so wherever you were born, that's kind of where you were. That's who you're from. That's that was your, you know, your permanent record. Well, for for children of God, if they were like, you know, go back to your to your birthplace. Well, some of us were born in you know, Houston. I was born in Houston. Maybe you were born in Dayton, Ohio. Maybe you were born in Clearwater, Florida. Um, maybe you were physically born in Virginia Beach, Virginia, or Cincinnati, Ohio, or you know. 
You shout out. You shout out wherever you were born. That's fine. <laughs> um, but what Jesus is showing us is that actually, if you were if you were to if you were if you were to track trace back your origin of birth, it's not really where you were born physically. It was where you were born spiritually. And not necessarily the, the, the earthly location, but you are born from above. John chapter 3, right? You are born from above. And so if you, if you like Joseph, had to go back to your, your, you know, your, the origin of your birth, it's you were born from above. You were born from heaven. You've been born again. Your ultimate citizenship is uh, recorded in heaven with Jesus. <clears throat> so we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Our ultimate um, address is, uh, is in heaven. And go back to John chapter 14. It's where Jesus is preparing a place for us. Verse 15, my prayer uh, is not that you take them out of the world, but that, but that you protect them from the evil one. So Jesus isn't asking, he's not praying that we have this safe, isolated, um, remote, disconnected life from the rest of the world. No. We need to be in the world so we can be uh, an, an, a witness, so that we can make a difference, so that we can bring glory to Jesus uh, through our lives. But in that, that we would be protected from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Hmm. Your word is truth. Love that. Jesus is praying that we would be sanctified, that we would be sanctified by the truth, that we would be set apart by the truth of God. And that is what sets us apart, guys. <clears throat> That's what sets apart the people of God is the truth. The, uh, the fact, our, our uh, commitment to the truth of God, a commitment to and, um, and devotion to uh, the truth. Um, that's why, you know, churches and Christians that, you know, bail out on the truth of God and His Word um, cease to really make a difference. They don't stand out. They become bland and, um, and vanilla. I, I mean, I love vanilla. I'm just going to say, I mean, I like vanilla as a flavor, but, you know, as a spiritual adjective, I don't recommend it. <laughs> I mean, I love vanilla. Vanilla is my favorite. Like ice cream, vanilla. For, I'm vanilla. But as a Christian, I don't want to be vanilla. As a as a human, I don't want to be vanilla. You want to be uh, you want to be sanctified by the truth. You know, you want to stand out. You want to be a different. You don't want to just be um, the average, just like everybody else. But when we when we uh, discard the word of God, when we discard the truth of God. Um, adherence to um, the faith once delivered to the saints, as it were, um, then we look just like the world. There's, there's no uh, distinguishable difference. <clears throat> as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. I dedicate myself to the purpose and plans of God so that, so that they'll follow my example. <laughs> I am true. I am. I am sanctifying, committing my life and purpose as an example to disciples, to people who follow me. Jesus says, "I'm sanctifying myself so that they can be sanctified, truly, uh, as they follow in my uh, in my steps." 
My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message. That's us. Right now, Jesus is extending his prayer beyond just the immediate disciples in his presence, but those who would believe into the future. That's us. So he's praying for us that that uh, we that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I in and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. That the world may believe that you have sent me. Hmm. That's awesome. So may we be unified, may we be love for one another and care for one another and be unified in mission and purpose behind uh, the teachings of Jesus so that the world may believe, the world uh, would be a witness to the world of the truthfulness of Jesus' message. I have given them the glory that you gave me. How about that? He passes his glory on to us. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me, and you have loved them even as you have loved me. Hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful picture of the family of God, the children of God. Yeah. He's praying for us as his children, as his family, and that as we love one another and care for one another, and all the one another's that are in the Bible, it would be evidence, it would be a witness to the world that Jesus was sent by the Father. Like what creates, I, I, that's why I love the family of God and its diversity and its uh, uniquenesses. Um, <clears throat> it just shows the, uh, the beauty and the power of Jesus, that he can bring such diverse people and personalities and stories together in one family. It it's it's a it glory it's a it brings glory to Jesus. Father, I want those who you have given me to be with me where I am. He wants us to be in heaven. You know, if you ever wonder, does Jesus want you to be in heaven? Yes, he wants he wants you to be with him. He wants his lost sons and daughters to be with him. He wants his found sons and daughters to be with him. He wants everyone to be with him. Father, I want those you've given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory. You see, man, and that's something like Jesus want Jesus imagine the 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 um the delight. It's hard to imagine, honestly, but just to kind of ponder the delight Jesus is going to have when we, as his followers, finally get to see him as he is, right? Like, we've, we have followed him without being able to see him in, in the totality of who he is, in all of his glory, in all of his splendor. We put our faith in him. We put our trust in him. We have our confidence in him, but we've yet to see him in all of his glory and splendor. No one has. And you just imagine, of course, we are going to be overjoyed and <laughs> beside our, probably on our faces in worship. But Jesus, too, is going to be delighted, right? He's going to be overjoyed as well that his children, his, his brothers and sisters, his family that put their faith in him and confidence in him can see what they've been waiting for. <laughs> 
That's awesome. That is so beautiful. To see and to see Jesus. Look at that verse 24 again. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I'm going and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. And one day we're going to see that, guys. One day we're going to see that, and Jesus is going to be delighted to be able to reveal his splendor and glory to his uh, family. Verse 25, Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. So he's praying for the lost people, right? This is Jesus praying for lost sons and daughters. He's saying, the world doesn't know you. I know you, and they know that, I've, they've, that you've sent me. I've made you known to them, who's them, the world, and will continue to make you known to who? the world in order that you in order that the love you have for me may be in in them, who's them, the world, and that I myself may be in who, the world, those lost sons and daughters. Man, isn't that beautiful? That, those last verses are Jesus praying for the lost. He's praying for those prodigal sons and daughters. And some of those people we know, right? We have those family, we have those people in our families, we have those people in our, in our social networks, our friendship groups, and our coworkers our bosses, our managers, our employees. We have people that, uh, that don't know Jesus yet, and here Jesus is praying for them that, uh, that one day he might be in them as well, just like he's in us as his followers now. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, that wraps up chapter 17, and we get to be a part of that, man. We get to... We get to uh, reflect the glory of Jesus in this in this world. And so, uh, man, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's uh, be about that. Let's be about sharing the glory and the goodness of God um, to others, letting them know uh, of Jesus's goodness. And we do that how? By our oneness, by our unity, by our uh, love and respect and, and encouragement of the body of Christ, um, and by living out the truth, being sanctified by the truth of Jesus. Um, wow, let's do it. All right, you guys, thanks for being on today. Let's pray. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your holy word. Jesus, thank you so much for praying for us. And uh, we receive it. We re receive the protection of God from the evil one. We receive the sanctification of the Holy Spirit. Um, we, we invite you to sanctify our minds and hearts by your truth by the truth. Lord, help us to be people of truth set apart for your good purposes. Lord, we, um, we too pray that the world might see you in us, that they might see your love and your grace and your power at work in us, even in our weaknesses, and it would bring glory to you. Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you for showing us the way. Thank you for sanctifying yourself so that we could follow in your footsteps and know what it looks like. You are good. Lord, thank you for my friends. Thank you for my brothers and sisters, this family that gathers to pray and learn together. I pray you would encourage each and every one. Help us to continue to be one, one of one spirit, one heart, uh, one as we follow you. Lord, may you give strength and peace and grace to each and every person that needs it today. And may we, uh, may we be salt and light in this world. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen, my friends. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for uh, sharing this, for liking, subscribing, all those things. Thank you for spending time together in the Word of God. Again, be sure to read John chapter 18 over the weekend so you can stay on track with the reading plan, and then we'll be back at it on Monday. Uh, what will be On Monday, we'll be in Matthew. All right, you guys, you guys are awesome. Love you guys so much. Appreciate you. You're such an encouragement to me. I hope I'm encouraging you as well. Have a great day, great weekend. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.